You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Why should New Zealanders care so much about this? Because your children will curse you if you don't. The EPA has recently made a submission to propose a ban on the use of PFAs in makeup. Today I spoke to Lakesh Padhai from the University of Auckland's Faculty of Environmental Engineering. And I started by asking him what these PFAs are and why they are a concern. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, PFAS stands for uh, per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances. So I know it's a long chemical name, but in short, they are called as forever chemicals. And they are called forever chemicals because uh, these compounds contain a stable carbon-fluorine bond, which is difficult to break down. And that's the entire reason industry started using these compounds since 1930s, because they uh, actually stay for a very long time. They persist. And they also have some amazing properties, like they are water-resistant, they are stain-resistant. They are heat resistant, and because of that, they have found very large application in our daily life on products such as water repellent jackets, on non-stick cookware, on food wrappers, etc. Uh, but now, uh, for last two, three decades, particularly, their ill impacts or their adverse impacts on human health and environment are becoming known, and that's the reason these PFAS are a concern. So, what makes PFAS particularly um, harmful? So what makes it harmful is, uh, first of all, as I said, they persist. They, they stay there for a very long time, but also they have a toxicity associated with them in the sense that there have been some now established link with PFAS and human health impacts, adverse human health impacts. Uh, that includes um, uh, impacts on the reproductory development stage, uh, cancers, and some of the dysfunctions of the major organs, including liver. With all that said, it is still a lot, a lot is still unknown in the toxicity domain, but their persistence and their accumulation in the environment, coupled with the biomagnification that happens in the food chain, uh, makes them particularly problematic. So they've recently been banned in makeup. Um, that sounds quite important given the ill health effects, right? Yeah, so it's, it's technically still not banned yet. Uh, I think New Zealand EPA is proposing a ban, and it's a, definitely a welcome step, but they are seeking a feedback about it. It is important in the sense because the recent studies have shown that about 50% of the cosmetics products, at least a study done in North America, says that 50% of the cosmetic products contain PFAS. And as we are saying earlier, the health risk of PFAS, there have been some established health risks of PFAS, so if you are using the makeup and getting exposed to PFAS through the makeup, there is a concern about coming in contact and getting exposed on a daily basis. And so, so in that way, it represents a very significant step forward to ban PFAS in this, uh, uh, especially the makeup products. Right. So there's a proposal. Is that with the government? Uh, it's proposed by New Zealand EPA. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a government. Right. So in terms of alternative what can be used? Yeah, so there are different alternatives. So I'm not a chemist, uh, first and foremost. So there have been a lot of research going on on what compounds can give similar properties that of PFAS that I was talking about, uh, you know, sort of like stain-resistant, water-repellent, and so on. But again, uh, there is no standard answer. There is no chemical that has been found that can be said as a safer alternative uh, ubiquitously used that can replace PFAS. 
So there is a lot of research underway, but there are alternatives available. And what such kind of move by New Zealand EPA will do is actually encourage more of researchers and more of the industry to innovate and think about the products that are safer for the environment and human health. Right. So would you like to see the banning of all PFAS everywhere? Yeah, so, so, that's, so that's a very good question. The cosmetics represents a smaller exposure pathway to some, uh, some extent in the sense that, yes, people using the uh, cosmetics uh, that contain PFAS are getting exposed. But if you want to actually limit the exposure of PFAS to wider population, uh, the, the recommended action probably would be to ban PFAS-containing products in all non-essential items. And so that, again, goes back to the thing I talked earlier regarding the water repellent jackets or non-stick cookware or food wrappers. And those are certainly, I won't consider, very essential uh, qualities in the sense that you can get around with some of the other alternatives that are currently in the market. There are a lot of products now that market themselves as PFAS-free. Still have to do your research, but a ban uh, or a restriction of PFAS in all these non-essential items would be a significant step in making industries look for alternate safer products. So I, I would definitely recommend going that pathway, especially knowing what we know now about the risk of PFAS. Right, so what advice do you have for our listeners at home on how they can reduce their exposure to PFAS? I think more importantly for consumers or for uh, general public, uh, you need to be aware of what ingredients you, the products that you use contain. So checking the ingredient list in the aisle or wherever you are shopping is very critical. If you see compound like PFAS being present or listed there, any of the perfluorochemicals or polyfluoroalkyl substances, then it's better to avoid purchasing those. Again, you better to buy from a trusted brand. Again, that does not mean the trusted brand is not using PFAS because there are currently no regulations uh, covering all PFAS. But at least you reduce the risk of uh, getting into some unintentional use of products that, that contain these ingredients. So I think just be aware of what you are purchasing or, uh, and the ingredients that it has and try to stay away from the products that specifically contain uh, this compound. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think I just want to commend New Zealand EPA. This is a very welcome step, uh, and this is uh, certainly represents the step in the right direction in for us to use uh, restrict the use of compounds can, uh, products containing PFAS. I hope that though we don't stop here, and as I was discussing earlier, maybe we should think about expanding these restrictions to other non-essential items as well. That was Lakesh Padhai from the University of Auckland's Faculty of Environmental Engineering speaking to me on the proposed ban on PFA use in makeup. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.